So, uh... Alright, so let's talk about this cat. <laughs> the fat white cat, Gabriel, who happens to be the name of an angel. He's been abandoned for a year. <laughs> Looks <laughs> like he just came out of the salon. That's exactly yeah. what I said. overweight. He's a fat white cat. I, I, that's what I'm saying. How the... A long-haired well, cat, too. And let's talk about their apartment. So, in the <laughs> and years the hair's not fucking he, matted he down. He came shit. prepared for this. In shit. the years since they've been dead, yes, no one's fixed the window that he fell <laughs> out of. There's still a police. Okay. Table. Now, now maybe the whole thing was they were trying to evict the tenants. That's what caused all this stuff. And so the building's just abandoned at this point. Right. Why were they trying to evict them? There you go. <laughs> that was the question I was about to ask. What the whole point of this is? They make a big, huge point out of this was yes. to evict all the people from the building. Just let it Why? <laughs> just let it Because a year later, it's just fucking sitting yeah, there. They haven't sold it to some developer or anything. Yeah, it's like saying They haven't now. done anything with it. It's so just, they haven't done anything. Baltimore it's, City. It's a the, fucking abandoned The window's building. still broken. Yeah. Everything's, there's police tape up everywhere. Yeah. But there's this nice, healthy cat. Just chilling. Just, you know, hanging every, out. Every person they evicted had a stockade of cat food in there. And that cat. I just would like to know what the point was. Make a little money, cause start a couple fires. What, <laughs> motherfucker? What money are you making? What money were Monopoly you making? Monopoly money. What was the point? They they thought they were gonna start. They were gonna write a letter. But the thing is, it was it wasn't really mentioned uh, a whole lot. Selling was, all the Devil's Night T-shirts and yeah, stuff that he mentioned later. No, but I'm ta- I'm talking about that night. They were yeah. they were tr- going to evict them out of the apartment. So they rape her instead. And so they what were, they do they is they scare them because she was leading a, like a tenant revolt to not against leave this, against this eviction. Yeah. Right. Okay. So what was the point of evicting them? Because a year later, it's a fucking abandoned building right. that looks like it's been half burnt right. down, and it's just sitting there. Yeah. Too busy fucking throwing eyeballs and fire and stuff. That's a. <laughs> I just big, I, what the big fuck? unanswered question. Oh no. Yeah, it's not the only one. So much for our love poem of the movie. I think it's about to happen. But we got well. This this is where the the back and forth between the gang and then Brandon Lee goes to back to his apartment, which you guys said he meets Gabriel, the fat white cat, who's just chilling there, and he reenacts his his death scene, which is yeah, also kind of morbid. You, you understand because he picked up the cat that it all it all, all the memories of the cat now came back. The to cat him. washed everything. That sack of shit with its claws didn't, didn't do a fucking sure. thing. Cats don't care. You don't give a shit. He's like, all right. I know where all the food pantries are in this apartment. Just like pussy. So, um, but the the sad thing is, is this is where Brandon Lee really got shot. This is where Brandon Lee... uh, In that flashback scene. In that that flashback scene where, see, see, on March 31st, 93, the production was filming the flashback sequence that showed how Eric died, which was all this. Um, he's walked in the apartment he shared with Shelly to find being raped and beaten by top dollars. They really spare no expense in terms of naming these people, by the way. Right. Yeah. Fun boy. Fun boy would pull the 44 Magnum and shoot him. And I believe that one of the... the they have a deleted scene montage on the Blu-ray. I find it hard to believe, but it is possible that you actually have the scene where he gets shot on there. Oh, really? On the montage. Ooh, they would put that on there? That's what blew my mind, because they show the scene where he gets shot in the cut scenes. 
but it's possible that that wasn't the one that killed him. But I don't know. I, that would be very I f- morbid. I thought if so they too. Did that. What do you think, Scott? Would that be morbid? You're still in your second lemonade. I am. Hey, Mika. Mika, I'm sorry, honey. Paul, Paul did Oh, his, my God. Like I don't he was at a bar. He was no, at, no, no, no. No, 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 no. We're he, done. He wants another. Just no, we're not. Because I got to drive, dude. We're, not, we're, we're in scene number four. We're in scene. We got like 15 more scenes. I'll give you popcorn. You're in Encino, man. What the? F- what? <laughs> Look, I made Scott drink the rest of his lemonade. Yeah, because he's pussy. And I alpha mailed his cans, ass. That's why. Come on. All right, what are we talking about? I forgot. Uh, what what, what movie is this? <laughs> <laughs> um, All right, that's that's after your first drink. You can't remember. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I'm a yeah. pussy boy. I can't um, handle my liquor. Yeah, so they had the script. The, wait, what are you what are you gonna say? Uh, I'll let you say it since you wrote it out. I re- I wrote this all out. I put a lot. Of <laughs> Get that water. <laughs> the script of the crew called for a close up of the loaded weapon. The crew followed following standard procedures. Used dummy bullets, which are nothing more than bullets without gunpowder. Yeah. When the close up was finished, the gun was unloaded, then reloaded with blanks. Blanks sound as loud as real bullets, but when they are fired, only the harmless cardboard wattling with which they are packaged is ejected from the gun. This time, though, the action was far from benign. Massey, who played Fun Boy, pulled the trigger and Lee slumped to the ground, a hole the size of a quarter in his lower right abdomen. So when they emptied it, one of the bullet heads from the dummies was still stuck in there. It was still stuck in there. Didn't correct. come out. So basically, it, it that combined with the blank mm-hmm. made a real bullet. Made a real bullet, right. So, uh, Which you had a lot of... Couple of years before that, there had been a couple of deaths like that, sort of similar things. There was a guy. Now I'm going to blank on the show. He was he was, he, he was he was a guy who was on that show Voyagers about the time travelers. Mm-hmm. But then he was on another show afterwards, and he was messing around with the gun with blanks and put up to his head, pulled the trigger. Oh, and, dear God, really? And thinking, oh, it's a blank. Well, at close range, there's still no yeah, pressure to seem to remember what you're talking to do about. That. Oh. Um, but there were a couple of. Sort of famous. I think they've gotten really stricter with rules around the the prop guns since yeah. then. But yeah, I mean, yeah. Some One like person them. handles them until they're used, and it's they never. I don't think they use the same prop guns either. Yeah. And like it's one gun, then a different gun. But I don't know the exact rules. Yeah, I think if they have now, they have one for the close up to make it look like it's loaded. That's a separate gun than the one yeah. they use to shoot blanks. <laughs> What? <laughs> I don't know what you're You got this far off look in your eyes right yeah. now. Like, I'm looking at your poster <laughs> like because I'm kind of waiting for us to move on. What do you mean? We just, we just, got, just got talking. Like, yeah, I'm listening. Okay, all right, all right. The crew didn't realize that Lee I just love your poster, that's all. Inj- it's a great poster. It's a Jaws poster. So. Was injured until Freud's called out, called cut, and the actor didn't get up. He was rushed to the hospital, but doctors couldn't save him. Lee died later that afternoon. He was just 28 years old. Mm. 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 Uh, according to uh, the Telegraph, both the dummy bullets as with Scott's and the blanks used on the production had hastily been fabricated by taking out the gunpowder from real bullets because of time pressure crew members were under. It's a low-budget film. That's what happens. Yeah. And they said the lead tip of the dummy bullet 
became lodged in the barrel of the gun and pushed out by the blank cartridge scratched by the bottom of the shopping bag before perforating Lee's navel. Oof. And managed to puncture the stem of his aorta. Oh, my God. Where it branches to provide blood supply to legs. So Paramount essentially ditched it afterwards, but Mary Max uh, picked it up with permission from Lee's family. Um, but there was a, they, so they stopped filming. There was a six-week bereavement leave because of this, and they actually started rewriting the film to what Paul was talking about, all those deleted violent scenes you saw. Right. They cut all that shit out. Yeah. Because of this, because of what happened. Yeah, they changed some of the, a little bit of the story around and shot, they didn't have too many scenes left, but they shot them with extras. And, yep. I tell you what, the extras they used look really bad. <laughs> it looked yeah. really ridiculous. I saw, because uh, during the cut scenes or, or whatever, you see some of the extras like one of the scenes where he's jumping across the table on a wire, uh, and it's an extra doing it, and it's it looks horrible. It looks absolutely horrible. So it's interesting, but you have to look closely in the movie if you're going to catch any of it. It's very they didn't do a lot of scenes with extras, though. right? So no criminal charges were filed after Lee's death, but his mother Linda Lee did file a loose lawsuit, which was eventually set on 2005. Mm. 12 years after uh, they filmed the movie. Well, then on top of that, you I mean, you have the history of his family because, of, right, of course, his dad, his dad died yeah. in a, another similar weird situation on uh, on the set. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing about his family's curse. and Yeah, you know, which all you, that shit came out You go back when he came time. over to America and... and and that, and it's the only thing that I question about, you know, because we all say that this was going to blow him up as an actor. Uh, but was it because he died that there was so much popularity yeah, around this? More famous, yeah. uh, was it, you know, the fact that they spent the next six months or to a year basically talking about how his family was cursed and what happened to his father, and then. Right. Not two years later, you had uh, one of the Bruce Lee stories that was put out. Um, right. So it was, I, I don't know per se, but it does feel like, I do think that this would have made him blow up as an actor. Oh, yeah. But there at the same time. There was room for him, too. Things there was room for him. There, huh? was, there was room for Brandon Lee. Yeah, there definitely was. Because the Jackie Chan uh, would never have interceded. He Brandon Lee was too young and too good looking. Mm -hmm. Jackie Chan always kind of took that kind of jokish, you know, he yeah. really, all his shit is awesome, but he took more of the jokish role, right. whereas Brandon Lee could easily step into the more serious roles and could be taken more seriously because of his background. Kind of like what you had when you had um, uh, the bald dude now. Uh, motherfucker. <sighs> Thank you. Jason, Jason Statham. Scott Statham. Statham. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Sugar Tits. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> He's smiling and giggling. I love Sugar Tits. That's my name for now. Oh, it's Sugar Tits. Um, oh, so how do you think though, the guy who shot him, Fun Boy Massey, he took, yeah. a, he took a year off. Right. And he just couldn't deal with it. He's, he actually, uh, it's not in here, but he didn't. he's never watched the movie. I'm not surprised. Yeah, I, I, it just, would be very brutal. When I was researching this, I was had to be hard. I mean, yeah, I mean, just you killed like yeah. you 
killed somebody. It, you, I mean, but you, you know, it just, it's just like, that damn, what I did took somebody's life. Yeah. I mean, but it really wasn't his fault. No, it wasn't. No, not I, at all. Not at, I mean, he wasn't responsible for the gun. It was somebody else. But, yeah, I could see how it would be could easily mess you up. Yeah. I mean, it, I think it's, there's a difference between killing somebody intentionally and killing them accidentally and how you would react to that. You know, you kill someone intentionally, I think you can obviously deal with that a lot easier. If you're in war and it's me or him, right? it's a lot easier to handle. Or there's there's some, you reason, know, some reason why you're doing it. Right. Yeah. I think it's... It's easier, not easy, but easier to handle okay? versus um, somebody who accidentally kills someone. Yeah. And agree. I'm not, and see, and the, the weird thing is, is the opposite kind of exists in vehicular manslaughter, in my opinion. I think, you know, when you kill somebody accidentally in vehicular manslaughter, I don't know if there's as much, because I, I think people are just conceited. I think they're just too self-involved. I mean, I, I don't know. It goes both ways. It doesn't matter. Just fucking move on. One one month. Are you okay? I saw you got a text message. There's no I'm fine. emergency down in Annapolis. God's no, country. I'm good. All right. You sure we want to pull you yeah. out of Pasadena? No. Yeah. Well, hillbillies. Does your wife there. listen to this show? No. <laughs> Would you let your wife <laughs> listen to this show? Is what the hell, important. dude? Like I, I mean, I promote this amongst my family and friends. Do you? Do they all listen? Uh, some of them do. I don't know if, who does and who doesn't at this point. I don't know either. Guess I'm kind of hoping that my cunt of a sister doesn't <laughs> listen to it. Yeah, she's I too think, busy with I Yang. Think a lot gang. of your family just does not come off well in these podcasts. The, the Yang Gang. <laughs> the Yang Gang. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fucked up. I probably shouldn't have said that because now somebody could actually track hey. her down listening to this. She wants to send me a thousand dollars a month, and you know, <laughs> for what? That's his whole shtick. Yeah, he, he wants send, to give everybody send everybody a thousand dollars. Oh, is that his shtick? Okay, yeah. I don't. I don't pay any attention. That's to literally I'm going to buy or vote. I don't think any of them are going to win. I just don't. Trump's in, fa- in fact, he went to during the Iowa. He had an event. and He said, "I'm going to show everybody how this works. I'm going to have people enter a contest. I'm going to pick a winner, and that, that person I'm going to give out of my own pocket a thousand dollars a month for a year to show how this would work." Bye, buddy. Well, Not they, fair. They <laughs> stop. <laughs> stop that. I won't come over to your ass. So they they get they have this idea that they pick this winner. Well, they get they go to do this thing, and they realize he doesn't have his checkbook with him in Iowa. It's his check <laughs> his checkbook's back in California. Okay. How, how convenient. And, <laughs> The, um, I'll show you how this is going to work. The FEC rules. <laughs> You're not going to get a fucking check. That's how it's the FEC work. rules ban you from giving people cash. Nice. So what they actually had to do for this photo op, they went to the bank, pulled Got out one of a, those big checks, pulled out a thousand dollars. Well, that's yeah. They pulled out a thousand dollars of cash. Uh huh. Went to these people's house. Had a, had a picture of them. You know, like with the wad of money, a thousand dollars. Him holding, you know, giving the money to these people. They took the photo. And then he had to take the money back and mail and her a check, a check two weeks later. Yeah, that's funny. So he's going to be giving her $1,000 a month. For a year. To show how this benefits, would benefit everybody if it. And, and every, honestly, what's $1,000 a month do for you? 
I mean, in some states, I could see it being good, but like New York, yeah. the fuck is a thousand dollars a month in New York when your goddamn monthly rent is five grand? Yeah. Isn't that ridiculous? It's absolutely well, ridiculous. It's not going to do anything for people at the bottom, at the middle class, who already it's an extra thousand dollars of spending money. Maybe, but people that are getting by, it might help. But yeah, a lot of them, a lot of the people on the lower end are already getting a lot of help. So right. I'm not I saying mean, that it, it's you know it's not a perfect fucking system, but it's the best one that's out there. So let's move that's on. That's the problem with universal basic, basic income. I mean, yeah. people are off just taking the people out of New York and sending them to Kansas or whatever. And I'll just, just send them to Canada. Why the hell are we talking about politics? Because you guys start talking about, I'm over here talking about. It wasn't you guys. It was sugar tits. It was all about him. Sugar tits. Are you sure you're I okay? Don't, I don't know who that is. Text messages came yeah. through. You look concerned. No, I'm fine. Are you sure? I'm did fine. you read it? I did. It said, hey there, sugar tits, <laughs> when you're coming home. Because no, that, that's who told me about it. It was your wife. It was a text message from my Sent son. Sent it directly to me. She Are tweeted okay, me boy? one of those DMs. Yeah, no, he's okay. It's, it's, it's he's a, going to Nintendo Switch. It's a, Sent me a DM saying, I hope you have fun with Sugar Tits. <laughs> he, he, had a, he had a request for he wants to buy something in Fortnite and needed my okay. help I with that. to get him off of the Fortnite, dude. Speaking of which. There's some I'm, feedback there, coming through. There is. Um... I'm thinking about buying that Street Fighter 2 cabinet from Arcade 1-Up. Mm. Just so, like, I, I tweeted this earlier. You probably read it. I saw that. So, well, I went, my plan is I'm going to get this cabinet. I'm going to get really good at Street Fighter I was Fighter expecting two. to play it tonight. I thought you had it. I haven't had it yet. So, what I'm going to do, everybody that comes in my house, they have to play me in a, in a round of Street Fighter 2. Mm. And I'm going to kick their ass. Okay. I'm good at it. But that's the only round we're going to play. Okay. And I'm I think he's out. overestimating his skill level. Alpha male. Alpha male and the rest of the night. Mm-hmm. Just be I'm an alpha male. I'll beat your ass. Thank you for coming over. Now sit down and listen to me trash talking about how much I'll beat your ass for the next three hours. Okay. It's a good thing that I'm never invited other than to do the show, so. Dude, it's an open house all the time. I don't see what the fucking big deal is. It's an open house all the time in my house. So we're always here. Uh-huh. I am chained to this house. Oh my god, motherfucker. We're here to do the crow. It's the crow. You're you said, hey, Paul. Like a lemonade over there. How many beers Paul, you got in there? Would you like to do the crow? Yeah, sure, Jimmy. I like that movie. Would you like to spend an hour and a half discussing everything other than the fucking crow? <laughs> because that would be so different from your other podcast. <laughs> Hey, we discussed the fucking movies, man. I mean, Ace Ventura, part one, there was no talk of the movie. Dude, Ace Ventura sucked. It sucked. We should... Uh, I hated it fucking the whole the whole podcast. It sucked, yeah. It Actually... Sucked. And the last one I did with you guys, I think in... Well, that's... Part one, you just got to... Independence it was, was ID4. Yeah. It's fantastic. We got into the opening scene in part one. Yeah. But that, that, was, that, was, that was fantastic. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, but now we're an hour and a half in, so now we have 30 minutes to do the entire movie. Hey, we're okay. It's going to be a fucking five-hour podcast. Robin Hood. One month later, Lee's Robin Hood was the fucking bomb diddly, baby. I wonder what our best, pod, best show was so far. What do you think was our best one so far? I don't even know. It's not The Crow. I think this is actually a good Either one. Either ID4 or uh, Indiana oh, Jones. Yeah, okay. the ones he's on. <laughs> Fucking cockstain. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you self-grandizing piece of garbage. I kind of like the... <laughs> I, 
I kind of like the Iron Man. <laughs> just, Iron Man was the show where Jaws was good. You guys did Jaws. Good job. I love Jaws. Jaws is good. I think Iron Man was good. That was we the, did the Popeye thing on where Jaws. we. Uh, but you did a lot of work in ID4. You you that was probably the most edited and oh yeah episode that, that you've was done. is I had some time unlike most weeks. But I did that. Oh, you have time for this one. You got what two weeks at least? I had a week off next week. I'm next week's vacation for me. Okay, well, maybe we can record another one then. Avatar? You gotta watch Avatar. Uh, God, I hate that fucking movie. I, I you, never you even see, watched it. Yeah, I like. I can't make it I hate through that, that fucking movie. Yeah, because I can't make it 20 minutes. It's just like the fucking Shire. I can't get out of the Shire. Just watch Pocahontas. It's, it's worth watching, but it's like three hours long. Just watch Pocahontas. Seriously, just watch Pocahontas. That's all you need to do. Is watch Pocahontas? Watch Pocahontas. It's the entire fucking Should movie. I watch Pocahontas? Yes. Okay. That one ties into your previous movie. You know what I watched this Sverdy week? Weaver. The Crow. <laughs> What'd you think of that? I would love to discuss that. Well, let's just skip ahead. and just, uh, they, they, they read right. They went back. They read, there's one thing I want to point out there. Let's see. Because uh, they said they cut out a lot of these uh, sequences. Um, extended flights. There was a character called the Skull Cowboy. That was involved. Yeah, him. that was he was in front of the church at the beginning. He kind of gave him the crow. Yes, but um, they cut him completely out. Yeah. He was the one that had all the exposition, like when Sarah, the skateboarding girl. Yeah, the one that had a voice. He originally was supposed to have the voiceovers, and that makes sense. And it was in the cutscenes, but they got rid. And of... And I kind of figured it was something to that effect. They, they just kind of cut him. They out. got rid of him because that's when Lee got shot. So they needed, yeah. you know, so. Anyway, so we're 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 with the generic gang. There's also <coughs> a weird part like later on when he's uh if you remember the scene with um T-Bird when he's in the car. Mm-hmm. But in the cutscenes, he's actually on top of the car, which is really weird. Cuz obviously that never happened. Never happened. Yeah. So I'm not sure how that would fit into I don't know the the movie. It Maybe would be Cowboys and drive a car. I don't know. So where the gener- they're they're at their bar hanging out, fucking around, shouting, fired up, fired up, you know, fired up. And that's when the uh, butterface actress Burn it down. asks them to point the uh, point the gun because they're messing with their guns and all that. Yeah, who was that butterface actress? She was. I've her. seen Darla? her in a couple flicks. Darla, 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 Darla Sarah's yeah. mom. Yeah, she was like one of the. She's like the. She's like a top dollar. She was in like she like appears I in these random movies. Her from anything, but. Yeah, she's 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 got this beat up face. Yeah, you know something that is worthy of a paper bag. And she looks a little bit like Patricia Arquette. Um, yeah, it has that nineties. Yeah, Patricia she looks Arquette. a little bit like her. But Patricia Arquette's actually attractive. She's hot as shit. Yeah, but I'm just saying that she looks a little bit like her. Um, That's your third lemonade. I've seen there. her in a couple things. But I don't honestly. I can't remember her name at this point. Um, so we're back at uh, Draven at his apartment, and he's got all these flashbacks of his life with uh, Shelley Webster, which includes Sarah. They put Sarah there, bouncing up and down the bed, laughing and all that, playing grab ass. Yeah. This is when uh, Draven paints his face like the the uh, the mind mask. This is when Scott's band, The Cure, that, that song right. comes on. Scott, you know. Which is awesome, by the way. It's a great song for that scene. 
Um, the music in this fucking movie, once again, just phenomenal. It, it, other than the Stone Temple Pilots scene, which, like I said, if it was in a later part of the movie, it would have been fine. Other than that one scene, like the music is really well gelled with what's going on. I thought, yeah. I thought Big Empty in the car scene was good. I did too. Yeah, and, and that's fine. It's just a personal opinion. Okay, great, wonderful. Not, now Whatever you're puts you to fucking sleep. No, now you're getting pissy care. over there. I don't care. It's a personal opinion. Okay. Um, so he starts painting his Doesn't face. make you right. With this, uh, this makes you a dick. Yeah. Um, so the first thought, everybody first thought, that, you know, he points with the, the mask. He's got the marionette mask. Kind of yes. Kind of Kill people, he's gonna dress up. Yep. Like, it, you know, if you're on movie night, you're gonna throw some eggs in place, you're gonna dress up a kiss. Yeah. So, um, when they first thought that they got the inspiration for his mask from Alice Cooper, a kiss, where Barr said that it was actually from a marionette. So, well, this, yeah, it's hanging right there on the mirror. And then on top of that, like, it's in the fucking comic. I mean, it's pretty close to what he has in the comic. So we got more ton of rock as we switch to ten 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 tins with the fence. Get a fence Gideon at his pawn shop. Um, that's when we got nine inch nails in the background. Yep. More music. It's Paul's music over there. Um, and then let's see. Draven happens to track down Tin Din, who just happens to be walking through the same alley. No, the crow is flying around and flying the crow around. sees Tintin Tin, so that. Draven knows Tintin's there so then that's when uh, we first see Draven kick uh, one of the gang members ass uh, yeah it's a pretty cool scene with this, the knives he throws the knives at him and this he you know the iconic scene where he catches a knife with his hand and then and throws, throws it back throws at it him back, makes a pin cushion out of him yeah, he's, it's he's, pretty fucking cool. And he goes shopping, takes Tintin's coat as well. Yeah, it's a really well laid out scene, um, and it's very impactful. Uh, it's also the first time you really see him fighting. Um, it's, but he does. This is where I really started appreciating him, is the way he takes a hit. And he almost looks like a ragdoll almost the whole time when he's fighting. He kind of looks like a ragdoll where he, anytime he takes a hit, it's almost like, you know, his fucking head's going all over the place. Or <clears throat> It's also another thing where it's not like he's not getting his ass kicked because he does. It's Obviously, he doesn't die and he really doesn't feel any pain, but he gets his ass kicked. Tintin mm-hmm. kicks his ass. Pretty much everybody in the fucking like movie, except for yeah, T-Bird, if he had kicks been alive, his ass. He would would have been killed, and that yeah. would have been over. So it, it's really kind of cool where he's not like this overpowered, you know, bitch of a woman who has a fucking cat and flies around and shoots proton blasts out of her hand. It's you know a little more levels yeah. where he can take a hit. He can take a hit, yeah, and he's you just know, not overpowering. Right. Now so it's sort of nice how he he kind of comes up and you. You know, Tintin's out just sort of smoking in the alley and hears him coming up and there's this whole sort of... Back and forth. Yeah. The like, dialogue. And it, he really kind of toys with almost all of them right. before he kills them, um, which is also something that I really like about the movie and the character. Right. Um, you know, you're teasing because it's, it's, it's kind of like a hint of evil 
where, you know, he's not angelic. He's not some kind of angel coming down to, you know, be the the hand of God and no. take out the bad people because there is well, it's, it's, a kind of darkness to what he's doing. This gang who terrorizes the rest of the city, they're individually being terrorized back. Right, before right, and that's really a cool concept, you Actually, know, especially at the time. That's... What? That same concept is like Christianity. It's like there is no, like... Well, Some of these archangels are fucking badasses. I, I get what you're saying, and I'm not going to disagree with that. I understand what you're going with there. I, but that wouldn't be Christianity as much as Old Testament. Um, you know, New Testament, it definitely isn't there. Uh, New Testament's very much uh, love your neighbor versus Old Testament, which was eye for an eye. So... I will go with you with the Old Testament, but I didn't. I what my point being was there is a a bigger hint of malice mm-hmm. to what he's doing versus just this innocent that's coming back to rectify well, and I take don't out say the mal- evil. I would say vengeance, not malice. Well, val- vengeance definitely. I mean, that's the malice. whole fucking malice is you know, wanton disrespect for life and wanting to kill somebody and all that shit. Well, and that and I. Th- think that there's a little hint of that where he is toying with them before yeah. he kills them. Okay, okay. You okay. see what I'm saying? Right, it, there's right. there's a hint of it. I'm not saying it's not justified, and I'm not saying it's okay, not vengeance. Right. I, I get what you're saying. But I think that there's just that hint of it that kind of puts a little bit of an evil sling on what he's doing. Maybe I'm reading way too much into it. I don't know. I don't know either. But once again, I love his fighting style. I yeah. love. I agree. I, I loved everything that he did with taking a punch and fucking taking a beating in this movie. I thought it was, looked great, and it matched because he wasn't supposed to be this is a fighter. Badass, yeah. Right. He was, just, he was a guitar player. Right. He was. He was a pussy boy guitar yeah. player. He was. Yeah. Pussy boy guitar player. Right. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah. That that is definitely the. It's the very first scene where you're really starting to feel. Right. What's going to happen? Where this is going? Right. And right after that, I think he goes to Gideon's, doesn't he? He does. But before that, <laughs> this is where we're introduced to the bad guy. Right. So this Top is the, yeah the main head. Who baddie? Uh, I look at it. And it <laughs> Top Dollar seems like the uh, it's like the lead singer from Crash Test Dummies. <laughs> I kept waiting to hear him go. <laughs> wow. The, the, least, the whole movie, I'm just waiting for that song to play. The least threatening main villain ever, because he literally looks like the guy from drama class that's just trying to be in drama just to get right. Long hair, pantine. And he's hanging around with this Asian, uh, his half-sister who happens to be Asian. Yeah. Who's like this mystic, which I find... That's Bay She's actually a big-time actress, though. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about... I know, I understand. The character's I'm just, very stereotypical. Yeah, which is funny, because... Lee actually had, um, what's his name, remove another character because it was stereotypical, an Asian supervillain, because he thought it was stereotypical. Meanwhile, you have an Asian mystic with a tattoo across her back. Yeah. She's okay. Big dragon. It wasn't in a dragon tattoo. It was a dragon, snail, snail something snakes, like that. Snakes, yeah, something, knows? I don't know. Eyeballs something, or titties yeah, or something. Yeah, I don't know. yeah eyeballs and a tattoo. I see you. <laughs> you okay over there, bud? I'm good. I'm just making sure. I don't, you know. The Annapolis people tend to turn in a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? I, I, I don't know. I don't. I, I gotta I don't take know what freaking time it is. But it's um nine. 
Jesus Christ, dude. Move it along. I, I'm trying, dude. Jeez, you're over there talking about stuff. So uh, this is where they, uh, okay, yeah. So we, we're meeting the bad guys, whatever. Then we switch over to Gideon's Pawn Shop. That's where uh, Draven comes in, which I think is cool because he recites a bit of the uh, Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, the Raven. I, I love that. Yeah, I loved it too. Uh, you know, and I'm, I'm just Except it's a crow, not a raven. Yes. It doesn't matter. It's it's like the just, fact that he's what, what an fuck, artist. Dude? Why would you do that? Why would you like we're trying to like, you know, we're we're all, we're, we're from Maryland. It's a good line. It's, it's a, a good line. line. It's a great fucking line. And the fact that he is an artist, yeah. this is something he would do. Yes. You know, the fact that he's a lyricist and a poet, he would obviously go to a right. poet and the darkest poet of all time being Poe. Yes. Very morbid. Very, very freaking. I've always loved Poe. Yes. Even before I knew he was from Baltimore. Yeah. One of my favorite stories of all time was written by him. A certain story about a wine cellar. and Yeah. That's a good one. Oh, my God. That's such a great freaking story. Oh, this thing about that just, it gets you. Anyway. Um. So this is the case where he's asking for the beast. Gideon, that's where Tintin pawned the engagement ring. He's asking Gideon for the arrangement ring. Gideon's like, ah, fuck you, shoots him. And then he realizes that he's up Shit's Creek when Brandon Lee keeps coming at him. Um, well, the, the, he, the heels up in front of him. Yeah. Which, that was one thing, you know, graphics weren't as good back then. But yeah. the graphics of any time he's shot, like when he's shot in the hand and the hand heals up. It's horrible. It's horribly done. Yeah, not very horribly good. Done. Horribly. It's beyond horrible. It's very early CGI, yeah. just like the the fire um, with that I complained about at the beginning of the movie. It's very you can see I don't even think this was CGI. I think they like I think it was painted it in back on the actual film or something, but it was it's almost cartoonish. Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah, okay, so he's in Gideon's, in, you know, he's looking for the engagement ring or wedding ring, whatever you want to call it. He goes it. out, he pours out the box so he, of rings. So he's going through the rings one at a time, and he's got his eyes closed. And, of course, as soon as he touches the one, he has another flashback of Shelly and shit that happened to Shelly and blah, blah, blah. Um, then... Uh, on his way out the door, like he, the whole time he's like kind of lighting, you know, putting gasoline all over the goddamn place and, um, you know, threatening him, but saying, you're going to be my messenger, you know, go back and tell them that hell's coming for him. And, you know, say, you know, Eric Draven says hello or whatever. The fuck he's saying, so, um, you know, he then empties the rings into the shotgun, which I thought was kind of a cool concept. Walks out the front door. He's poured gasoline all over it. Right, and he shoots it. Of course, it lights right the fuck up. Um, and and uh, Gideon barely gets out the back, and he's he gets his head burnt. He had also, uh, Draven had also stabbed him in the hand right. with a knife. Um, and that, uh, Okay, so uh, Jimmy apparently is on hiatus all of a sudden. So that uh, leads us, because this is kind of like, I hit Tintin, Tintin led me to Gideon, Gideon led me to... Where the rest of them are. The rest of them, where they're at the trash bar or whatever the fuck they, the pit. The weird thing is, is I think they called it the pit, but then when they showed scenes of it later on, when they were kind of outside the building... 
on top of the building, it says trash. Oh, really? Yeah, and the big sign on top of it said trash, which was really kind of weird. Um, so, I don't know. Moving on. Uh, Robin Hood's cousin. Oh. Yeah. Uh, well, we, we skipped over the one part where, uh, so Eric walks out of the, the exploded pawn shop and Winston shows up. Oh, right. And, and uh, they have that just conversation. Happens to be there. Right, right. Yeah. Tells him to freeze. <laughs> yeah, and here's when you get one of the first cheesy ass lines of the. This is is this the one where if you move, you're dead. No, I think that I'm was in his apartment later, wasn't it? It may have been. I don't know, man. There was a cheesy line here too. Yeah. There's a couple of them in the movie, um, and I knew they were coming, and I was cringing before they were said, and then they were said, and it really didn't bother me that much. You know, that was kind of the feeling I had because of yeah. the love I have for this movie. I didn't care. It just didn't bother me the way it would have bothered me in another movie. What's that? The cringe factor on some of these one-liners. Oh, the one-liners. lines you were talking about earlier? Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're, they are. They're I shitty lines. I thought it was cringe that he just happened to be there. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, apparently, but he just happens to be long. everywhere. He just, the hot dog stand. He just... Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's his neighborhood, which apparently his neighborhood consists of, like, three blocks. <laughs> because every he's everywhere. It's ridiculous. Thank you. Thank you, honey. Um, and we go back to Robin Hood's apartment, the cousin's apartment. Right. Sheriff of Nottingham's, I'm sorry. Sheriff of Nottingham's uh, cousin's apartment. Um, mm-hmm. Well, that's when they're doing the whole eyeball thing. You know, they're blowing. But uh, why? Stand- why a spoon, cousin? Because it hurts more. It's so. dull, so it'll hurt more. Why a spoon, cousin? Why not an axe? Because it's dull, you twit. It'll hurt more. So this Alan stereotype Asian female is throwing like eyeball, fresh eyeballs in this incense thing. Um, and that's when uh, Top Dollar. <laughs> Top Dollar. Stupid is told they are really bad names, but they comic book names, so yeah, but it makes sense for a dark, for a dark, you know, top dollar, you know, you yeah. But the guy who wrote the fucking comic book was not like a it, writer, it he a was writer. an auto mechanic, yeah. first Christ's It, you know, yeah. it, it simplified concepts, simplified names. I um, mean, T Bird, Fun Boy. They're they're Tintin, tin. they're all very straightforward. I mean, I'm surprised that. Tintin's name wasn't Knives. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's, it's how bad some of the... Now, and to make that even worse, one of the movies we were going to do was Masters of the Universe. Oh, man, and remember on. that. You remember Knives from that fucking movie? Mm-hmm. The stupid, dorky guy that threw the knives and his name was fucking Knives or something stupid like you that? Or Blade? Yourself. This is ridiculous. Anyway, moving on. So, um... This is when uh, Top Dollar is told of Gideon's uh, pawn shop blowing up and Tintin's death. And he celebrates by uh, snorting one of the biggest piles of cocaine. Yeah. That, I mean, this son of a bitch is a hefty bag's worth of cocaine, and he just snorts it in. It takes like one line of the whole thing. <laughs> but he's just got a whole... Who does that? It's a big-ass pile of cocaine. Uh, I remember at least one other guy. The guy from RoboCop. Well, then two other guys. <laughs> a cockroaches. Okay. Oh, Squareface. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. You know I've never seen that movie? It took me years. It really? took me years. I didn't see it until years later, and then I'm like, eh. 
This yeah. is definitely not something that should be running 24 hours a day in a fucking rapper's house. I, I don't understand it. I'd rather watch Goodfellas. Good, oh, great movie. Great. So afterwards, uh, Sarah has a run-in with this one. Draven saves her from almost getting run by a taxi, and he says that line about, it'll can't stop. Rain, can't rain all the time. Can't, can't rain all the time. Scott has that stenciled above his door. <laughs> I have that tattooed. Has a tattooed on his dick. It's on my lower back. It's tramp stamp. Yeah. Can't rain all the can't time. They do it Greensboro, right? Yeah. What font is that? Papyrus. Helvetica. <laughs> or did he use Comic the... Comic Sans. <laughs> use the, the overly... Uh, gothic look that they had at the end credits. Remember how like all the freaking letters were like ten inches long? Yeah. It was ridiculous. <laughs> so we switched to the police station while all Brecht is looking through the old files like every other movie does with cops. They're looking through old files. Oh yeah. And that's when they finally like mentioned the eviction thing. Yeah, which once again slide that in it well, doesn't that- matter. Albrecht was demoted. He used to be a detective, like a plainclothes cop. And By this overly over-the-top. Screwed something up, so he's yeah. Sipowitz to a, type uh, of fucking crater-faced cop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Over-the-top. Just, I mean, there's no, like, you don't know anything about him. He's just an asshole. That's all he does. He's yeah. all, the whole movie, even when it's like, okay, this guy's obviously onto something, you're still yeah. The sad thing is, is we time. would destroy this movie if we didn't love it. Yes. Because... But, Every character is so one-dimensional yeah. and so, like, just there for one purpose. But you're waiting for him to be tied into Top Dollar's gang, which would have made he more sense. He has nothing to do with he anything. Yeah. He's just an asshole. He's this, just the heel this, this to fucking Albrecht's baby face. Like That's a, the only well, reason he's there. Yeah, I mean, you want, you want to see Brandon Lee go and kill all the bad guys and all these other scenes where it's like this other nonsense stuff is the worst part of the movie. He's a walking hemorrhoid. That's all he is. He's a walking hemorrhoid. There's really no point to his character. There's not. There's not. And, it doesn't offer anything. Just to me. his face is so bad. <laughs> just crater face. <laughs> so um, we switched to Fun Boy's apartment, his pad, where there's more alternative music in the background, and that's when Fun Boy injects Butterface Darla with the heroin. Morphine, actually. Morphine, Morphine. Oh, I'm sorry. sir. I'm sorry. Which Morphine. doesn't make any sense. It should Morphine. have been heroin. Should I don't know why it was morphine. That's when the crow makes a visit. Fun boy shoots him in the hand. That's what you said. That really horrible cheesy graphic. There's yeah. a big bullet hole in his hand. They didn't like. It looks like he's not, it's not even his arm. It's like a. Yeah. Um, does he look through the bullet hole? I think he does. Yeah. Because they always do that. He's laughing at it. Like every movie, when they shoot through the hand, the guy always fucking looks through the hole. I don't know why. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just a cheap cliche scene. So Fun Boy shoots him again. That's when Draven tells the uh, Jesus joke about, you know, Jesus walks in a bar with three Jesus nails. Jesus Christ walks into a hotel. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> he hands the innkeeper three nails and he asks, Don't you ever fucking die? You put me up for the night. Yeah. Um... Then just Draven just shoots him, drags him. Which, by the way, why? I don't understand why that was even in the damn movie. I don't know. It didn't make any sense. Unless it came right out of the comic, I'm just like, this is so out of place during this movie. Why are you doing this? Right. I I mean, I'm not offended by it, but I'm not a religious person. At the same time, it just didn't make any sense to be there. I don't know. You're right. It was like shoehorn in there. Yeah. 
Um, then that's when uh, Draven then dra- shoots Funboy and drags Funboy into the tub while Butterface Boobs tries to kill herself with the blade. But then Draven drags her over. And this no, is, she tried to stab she, him. Yeah, she's oh. defending herself. Oh, she, I don't yeah, know. She, she thinks he's about to attack her. Oh. And he gets the blade away from her and then comes up behind her and Says it magically gets the morphine out yeah, of her arm. Drips out of her arms. Yes. And then sends her on away. And that's when... Uh, and then you have another they, cheesy line, which is... Surprising to have Morphine, the band, playing music during that scene. Yeah. Um, Speaking of what mother, was it? Mother, mother is, is the... Mother is the word. The word of for God, God on the lips of the hearts of children. It's like, what the... Well, it, it, it makes sense only because, once again, he was a poet, he was a singer, but it was a little cheesy. So that's when Tony Todd shows up. Yeah, Tony <laughs> the... Fucking time, and honestly, you watch this movie. I've seen this movie so many goddamn times, and every time I watch it, I'm like, "Is that Tony Todd?" That's Tony. I'm pretty Todd. goddamn sure that's Tony Candy Todd. Candy man, it, man. It looks like Jackie Childs from Seinfeld. It, it just doesn't look like Tony. It looks like a very small version of Tony Todd. Because like Tony Todd's a big dude, man. He's an awesome guy, by the way. I've met him a couple times. He's fucking awesome. Paul goes. He's horrible. They know him. Well, like when Paul walks in. They, they used to, dude. I don't. I haven't gone in years, so I mean, they did. I'd walk in, and a couple people would recognize me. But Tony Todd was an awesome guy. I've met a couple dicks. Tony Todd was not one of them. He was a good guy. He was a good guy. You know, he knows Kane Hodder. And uh, I loved. I used to know Kane Hodder. He doesn't know me anymore. He knew me for a couple years. He, we're not. It's not like I know him personally. I only knew him through the circuit. But you guys were pen pals. No. Before you made... Okay. All right. What? I just... I never made it seem anything. Okay. I would never overinflate my relationship with anybody. So then we go to Albrecht's <laughs> apartment where he's pretending to be Paul with dressed in his boxers and his T-shirt and the, the police hat still on. Right, right, yeah. right. Which something, was kind of a funny scene, though. Yeah, something you would do. Um... That's when uh, Draven makes his appearance and makes fun of his hat. Yeah, and you get another cheesy line in this scene, too, but I don't remember what it is. But uh, that's when the the message is that Albrecht was there for all 30 hours of her suffering. Well, he touches him, and he gets yeah. the whole thing, yeah, and that's when he knows Albrecht's yeah. the guy. He's Which he's is, the good guy. This is ripped off of... Uh, this is, I have a lot of issues with this because this is ripped off of Ghost Rider, from uh, Marvel Comics, this ability to absorb pain and shoot it out somebody else, and may have been. I didn't. I didn't. Even there's know no. There's no. No. There. There is no. May have been about it. I mean, since the '60s, this was. I, I didn't say. I just said I didn't watch. I didn't read Ghost Rider, so I don't know. I did. I mean, he's like the man. I agree. He's Nicholas Green. was the Nick Cage movie, but that came out way later. No, I'm talking about the com- like comics, like you know, that's what Zarathos did and all that. He he like took he's a spirit of vengeance. Um, then we switched to Top Dollar's office where uh, Gideon and Tony Todd are talking to Gideon. I'm sorry, Top Dollar and Tony Todd are talking to Gideon, and Gideon is whining. Of course, he's doing the whole you know back trashing Top Dollar about his store being destroyed and. Top Dollar ends up having enough after he interrogates Gideon and 
impales his throat with a sword or rapi. Yeah. Uh, rapi. He's got a. He's, he's got, got a that whole cabinet full <laughs> of. He's like a Game of sword Thrones cabinet. Game of Thrones super Everybody fan has or a sword cabinet, dude. Don't act like you don't. <laughs> Worst villain ever. Worst villain ever. Dressed up as freaking the Count of Monte Cristo. With his, he's over the top. I don't think he's the worst villain ever. I've seen worse. Later at night, Draven takes time to I've play. I've seen Jaws for the revenge. Oh, <laughs> that's a movie we should do. Holy shit! You haven't done any sequels yet. Not yet. We're we haven't. On. We haven't no. done a sequel yet. No oh, shit. Which is well, why except I for Empire didn't... Strikes Back. But... That's right. Yes, you're right. Yes, you're right. Which I didn't understand why we, you know, did that one so quickly. I don't. I, it, he chose the movie, so I didn't know why we did. You notice so how he does that. Whatever you did, you chose that one. Okay. And then you said Scott was coming I, I because was he wanted an, to pick an, on me for a fucking hour and a half. What, what, I, I can't. I can't talk to both of you guys at the same time. I can't talk to both of you guys at the same time. Well, shit. All right, let's go. Um, it, I mean, your your wife's going to divorce you if you don't start no, moving in the lawn. Not after what I did earlier today. Anyway, so Draven is playing guitar on the top of a roof while Sarah is uh, returning to her home, and she plays a ham- hangman joke album. Uh, I hate this. I hate this. This scene is so bad. It's cheesy. It's cheesy. And, and of course, the fucking album starts skipping right at the one line that she was looking to hear. Yes. Right. It's the worst scene, dude. Can't rain all the time. 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 What the frack, man? And why is it in 1993 that you're playing a goddamn record in the first fucking place? You would think they'd have a tape. Yeah, they weren't pretentious when they're like, or a DVD, Vinyl's the best, CD man. or whatever. You'd be really listening to that. You'd be listening to a CD. You can really hear <laughs> the sounds, man. You can feel it. You feel it. It's, it's dark and DVD oaky. player. It's organic. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, so when did Ethan buy his record player? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great callback. That's fantastic. Damn. I can taste that one. Oh, Christ. Let's so, go. Okay, uh, the main two members. That's right, T Bird and Skank. Kimino the Ten. Are, are like, uh, they're about to. T Bird sends Skank into like a, a sheet. I'm no Skank. Skank a, did. Royal Farms. T Bird gets in this car, and that's when Draven yeah. surprises him. <laughs> Forces him to drive, and as he's driving, he goes really fast to the cops. What is he doing? He says, he says, go in and get some, what is it, road beers and, uh, and yeah. what else? One other thing. The only thing that would have been worse. And the next thing he's going in is like getting, he's like getting potato chips and all this other stuff. The only thing that would have been worse is if he said road sodas. Do you remember that from the fucking, uh, the um, motherfucker, Opie and Anthony show? Road sodas. Do you remember that? No, I don't. Okay. Opie used to tell stories about when he was young and they used to get road sodas, which was his name for beer. Oh. It was the gayest shit I've ever he's, heard. He's a terrible person. He he's horrible. He's, he's not funny. He's, he's not funny at all. He not really one isn't. ounce of humor in that guy. No, there is a resentful, isn't. miserable person. I thought he you loved is. that guy. 
I'm an Anthony. I, I, I loved Anthony. Everybody loved Anthony and, and Jim. Opie was. Just and I didn't Opie. even realize it at first. Remember like, you getting upset when <clears> they got all like fired or whatever by the. That was Anthony. That was Anthony. I was really. Anthony was, got fired yeah, initially, and then Opie fired. got fired because he fucking filmed a guy taking a shit, <laughs> and then threatened to put it online. <laughs> I, how you're not going to get fired for that, I have no idea. And yeah, then turned around that. and fucking sued Sirius XM because of it. Yeah, stupid. He's a douchebag. All Anthony did was take pictures of a woman, a black woman in New York who was And then coming make some him. comments on Twitter. Yeah, saying this woman came after me. Yeah. And, and, then got and said something about her being an animal. He said that she was an yeah. animal, but he never said like the N word or anything yeah. like that. He called her a savage and an animal, and that was enough to get her fired, get him fired. Right. Yeah, you know, in the PC world <coughs> we live in today. Well, that was years ago, dude. That was almost five That's fucking years ago now. now. Yeah. But whatever. I just, it, that was a very uncomfortable line for me because it just reminded me of the Opie fucking stories about the road sodas. But yeah, he's like, get us some road beers and what was it? Was it cigarettes and road beers or something? Something like that yeah. or... And then he's like walking he's around the whole grocery store, like, everything. Doesn't know where he's at. Eating yeah. all the food there. Ugh. So then Draven surprises T Bird, whatever his name, forces him to drive. That's when the cops follow. And this is that scene I was talking about where in the deleted yeah. scenes he's on top of the vehicle, which is weird. Um, but then he starts taking off, and Skank sees him, runs out, gets hit by a car, and yeah. then takes the little dinky, like, Yugo-looking car yeah. Yes, with the busted window. Yes, um, smart car. Now, the thing that I have a problem with here is, first off, let's start with the fact that T-Bird's doing, like, 90. 100 miles an hour. In the you know, alley. he's doing, like, 90 to 100 right. the whole time. Somehow the cops immediately are on his tail and yeah. stay on him the entire time. And Skank in a fucking Yugo... <laughs> Somehow <laughs> cuts them off, which is insane. Talented it, it driver. It just doesn't make any goddamn sense whatsoever. Because a Yugo couldn't go faster than 70 miles an hour ever. Like, it never could make it faster than that. So it doesn't, none of that makes any goddamn sense. Um, but he, the Yugo gets in front of the cop car. The cops head into him. Somehow he conveniently gets away, but the T-Bird, you know, takes off. They end up on the dock, and that's when... There ain't no coming back, man. Yeah. There ain't no coming back. Which I didn't hate that scene. I thought that was fine. Yeah, I mean, it was a good... The way. The one thing that we skipped, by the way, in the first two scenes, of course, was the first uh, Tintin, he took the blood and put the crow symbol on the wall. Right. Uh, In the second one, he took the blood and he put the crow symbol on the chest around the the needles, of course, in this one, he uses the lighter fluid, lighter fluid and lights uh, the crow symbol on this the ground. After right. he tied T-Bone, T-Bird into the car, there's a bunch of dynamite in the back, sends yeah. him off a pier. And the, the car blows up. The car blows up. Then he takes a crow sign like you, you and Jason and Henry did. Which it was all a, a, front cool, of your house. a cool sign, except for the one The one thing was T-Bird's supposedly the leader of this guy. Yeah. So and he should have been the last. You think he would have been the last or the hardest to yeah. actually do? He would have been able to fight back a little more, and it's like, no. Yeah. It's, it's two minutes. He's to the only one that him. doesn't fight back the whole yeah. time. He's immediately captured yeah. right. and immediately like blown up. Blown up. Yeah. So Fired up. Drink that fruit punch. There ain't no coming back, man. It's a great scene, though. Yeah. I like that scene, and I love that guy. Like I love him from the Warriors, and I loved him from this. So Tony Todd visits the Dravens' now abandoned grave. There's a little scene with that. 
Um, you see the following morning. So this is the confusion with the dates for you. Yeah, this you, is you where this everything kind of goes. Like, what the hell is going on here? Goes weird. So it either starts like right after midnight, <laughs> before. So it's still the same, technically the same day. Or they just really messed up. The they whole messed up. I think they messed dates. up. I don't think it mattered. I think they didn't care. There was four Devil's Nights. <laughs> well, and if I remember correctly. Isn't the scene where he's kind of like right after he blows him up? Isn't that where the scene where he's walking down the street and the kids are in the costumes running down the street, run and he kind of laughs at them? Isn't that oh, there? Maybe, yeah. I thought that happens then. Yeah. It Which may have why, happened why later, but why, I'm pretty. Why are they dressed are they up in fucking costumes yeah. Yeah. with yeah. Halloween and Halloween candy the night before Halloween? Yeah, yeah. Right. And I'm pretty sure that happens. That's why I said, like, the timing doesn't make sense. A lot of the scenes uh, and the timing doesn't make sense. Um, We also missed the scene where, like, every once in a while, he just kind of goes back to his apartment and jams on his guitar. (laughs) Like, for no good reason. Why not? You're going to go back to the grave. You want to get time to kill. (laughs) So, but this is where he, after he killed him, he goes back, and this is when he runs into uh, the kid, right? At the apartment? Yes. He goes back to his apartment and the kid showed up and was and oh, saw yeah, the cat. He's yeah. burning all his old stuff because no one ever cleaned there out the burning apartment. all his old <laughs> yeah, shit. Like, yeah, since it... Yeah, I don't want which some creepy ass motherfucker was kind of weird too. Yeah. Burning your shit. Burn but, the okay. shit. Okay. Um, and then he disappears when she comes in. She yeah, gets the cat. The cat she... Yeah. The fat cat who's been, you know... Yeah, who's apparently fine. I thought you were dead, but no, you're 55 pounds. Somebody's been feeding you, overfeeding you every day for the last (laughs) year. Um, And then they find, you know, I I knew you just don't care. And then he comes out and says, of course I care. Yeah. You know, but it's interesting because when I watched the interviews that he did, he was talking about how he felt like the character knew that everybody had like a year to kind of get past his death and past Shelley's death. And he thought that interacting with those people that were in his life before would fuck him up. Would kind of fuck him up right. emotionally yeah. because it's like then, an alcoholic having a drink after right. being an AA for a so year. He, like, he, you know. he, there was good reason why he was hiding from her and then he comes out and they have the nice emotional scene. Speaking and of nice emotional scene, that's when uh, we switch back to the, the police office where Potmark Detective gives yeah. Albrecht a hard time again for no reason. No reason whatsoever. What's this, you know, what's T-bone? It looks like he zigged when the other guy zagged or something. Right. <laughs> and it's just like, why are you going after him? Yeah. Why is it his fault, everything that yeah. happens when it's your responsibility? Right. And that's when he finds out that he's been suspended. <laughs> <laughs> this guy has a hard on for him. For it just it, why he's suspended. Who the fuck knows? Because but he's he suspended. The, because he took the file. <laughs> he re- he realizes he took the the cold case file. Okay, okay, that's why he got suspended. When he was figuring out it was Eric. Draven. I don't think it really mattered. <laughs> I don't think it mattered at all. That's what he said. But and it's, if it's a cold case file, it wouldn't have been the detective's file. It would have just been a cold case file. It wouldn't have had anything to fucking do with it. Yeah. Stupid. So that doesn't make any sense. But you anyway. had the whole scene where he... You know, Stopped trying he to sugarcoat it. Sugar you know, tits. To keep it secret or whatever, but the guy finds out anyway. Yeah. So. Switch back to Top Dollar's office where Skank's telling about the crow, the TD, or the Top Dollar. 
Shows him a picture of Draven and Hangman's joke, and that's when Skanks, that's the guy, that's the guy. Yeah. Um, and Todd and Todd Dollar realize that Draven is tracking the four of them down. So and that's Skank when is last and use him as Todd bench. starts going around and sleuthing. Sleuthing. <laughs> Tony Todd. Tony Todd as Inspector Crusoe. <laughs> then we just wish to the hot dog stand. When uh, Sarah and Officer Albrecht both admit to each other that Draven's back. Yeah. Meanwhile, Draven's playing the guitar. He's jamming again. Yeah, he's just jamming on a fucking rooftop. (laughs) And for no good reason whatsoever, he just decides he's going to smash everything up now. I'm I'm done. I hate this song. It wasn't a good song to go out on. Fuck it. He's just going to smash it up. He looks very weird when he's trying to smash the guitar, by the way. It looks kind of weird. I don't know. It was just something that stood out to me. Move on. So then we're building up to the finale here where there's more alternative music playing in the pit. Yeah. Um, what band is that? Do you know what band that is in the second, the second scene? I don't remember I who don't remember was playing the playing first. Here. The first yeah. one was a chick singer. Yeah. This and one the was, second one was a guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's I think not, it's Thrill Kill Called, it is isn't it? Kill it was Thrill Kill Called. Kill yeah. Kill yeah. Kill yeah. Kill. I'm pretty sure. Uh, this one, Top Dollar's holding a meeting with all his associates that... Yeah. It's like, where are All the gang from? members, oh. which is just like, like okay, this uh, is the weirdest... This is uh, almost like the scene from in... From Batman. Well, it's... I was thinking <laughs> Dick Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> Dick Tracy. <laughs> when, they, when they bring all the bad guys in and right. they're all sitting on the, at yeah. the table. All the mob bosses. Yeah. <laughs> and Al Pacino is sitting there going, I'm in charge now. <laughs> I just, it's I don't know. Just, it's just one of these weird fucking scenes. But it's one of the best lines, too, in the movie when he's just like, and look at this guy. And he's like, how do you feel? He's like, I feel like a big fucking werewolf on a big fucking hooker, a little fucking werewolf on a big fucking hooker. I love that line. I don't know why. It's just a great line. Um, and everybody starts laughing. It's interesting in the cut scene, in the, because this this one is another one of those scenes that was extended. Uh, of course, they're having this meeting, and Draven comes in. He sits up on the table. There's a little more dialogue that gets cut from the scene. It's not that big of a deal. And then he gets up, and he's like, oh, I'm bored with this, which is a shit line. And, you know, will somebody kill this guy? And they start oh, yeah. shooting him. Okay, yeah. he goes off the table. That's when the guy comes around and realizes he's gone. Well, Draven starts grabbing people, and 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 he's under the table. Yeah, he grabs a guy on. under. Hold on, I'm just, I just want to explain this extended scene because it's actually kind of interesting. He grabs a gun, be, he kills the guy, and then he's under the table and he shoots up and kills one of the gangsters on this side of the table. And he, the guy, the gangster there actually thinks the guy on the other side of the table did it, and he starts shooting the gangsters on the other side of the table. So I thought that was kind of interesting because, once again, it's like more like ultra-violence and just the, it was a kind of an interesting scene where initially the gang on this side thought the gang on that side was kind of fucking with them. I like that, and it got cut from the movie, so it was just one of those weird things. But go ahead, I'm sorry. I, I just like the guy who checked on Draven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a hundred twenty pounds. Like shot him a hundred pounds or hundred times. He's wearing a beret. Oh yeah, <laughs> carrying a dork. He's one of the dorkiest guys ever. He's like, he, he's 
He's the guy <laughs> who joins the black militants, the fucking Black Panther <laughs> yes, Party, yes. 30 years later. <laughs> this is the new recruit this year. <laughs> Herbert. <laughs> we got Herbert the white guy. He's the newest Black Panther. And he's got his own theme song. Why can't we be friends? <laughs> Such a dork. <laughs> so anyway, you this leads us into the big fight scene the big, in the movie, the, the biggest one. The biggest. So he's now killed all the people who had hurt him. Yeah, he killed Skank. So he's like, except I'm, for Skank. Skank's the only. Well, one. Oh no, he kills Skank. He kills no, Skank. at the end of this big huge fight, yeah, yeah, he yeah. kills Skank. He kills so Skank. He, he kills, throws him out the window. I do find it interesting though. <laughs> Everybody they gets thrown out the window. They throw the one guy <laughs> out the window on a chair. And you know, would have land down there like in the middle of the concert that was going on. Eh, nobody seemed to care. <laughs> then they throw another guy, and he almost lands on the stage. Then suddenly, everybody wants to get out yeah. of the fucking place. <laughs> it's like, why didn't you, anybody react to the first guy it's getting thrown the show, out the I window? I don't know. This is like the What's third it? guy's thrown out the window. So, so the, he he's shooting the shit out of these guys, yeah. like just shooting them left and right. Then you get it. Then he gets the sword and he starts doing a little more martial art type killing, and it's pretty cool. He does the scene where he uh, shoves the sword down into the table, which where Skank is, and then he kills off the last couple guys, and then he gets yeah. Skank out. And then you have the scene where uh, I'm not Skank. Skank's <laughs> over there. Skank's dead. He's like, yeah, Skank's Whatever. dead, and he fucking throws him out. <laughs> Looks like he throws him out the same window that he threw the last three guys, but, but apparently outside. this one goes outside to where the cops are. Right. I don't know why. And at the same time, the cops are now coming in the front door, and you know they're doing the you know freezer will shoot, and he does that cool little like dance off to the side, which I know it's a cheesy thing, but for some reason I like it. Yeah. It was like this weird like kind of dance off. <laughs> off to the side of the fucking stage. And then he goes outside, he goes up on top of the window, the roof, and then you have that cool scene where he's running across the roofs, which is, right. I, I actually will say, done better in Rumble in the Bronx. Um, Jackie Chan does a much better scene in Rumbles in the Bronx where he's running across the top of the I roof. I think Crouching like Tiger, Hidden Dragon does a great job of running across the rooftops. Yeah, but there's too much wire work in that, though. It's fantastic. I think that I I lose some of my interest in wire. I think Mary Poppins does even better. Oh fuck job. you, fucking Dick Van Dyke yeah. jumping there. Shit. So I'll yeah, think, he's, the police are chasing him. I think him. in bedroom and ben. brass rails or whatever. What is that fucking movie? Bed knobs and broomsticks. Bed, yeah, bread knobs and broomsticks. Fucking, you know, when she sticks her pussy on the fucking bread, it's great, man. It was wonderful, man. She just like flew and spit around like a goddamn top baby. Cranberries over there. I just, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? You're making Disney's in a porn. Yes, and you're talking about wire work when I'm talking about people running across the fucking rooftops. That's what they were doing. They weren't doing wire work. They did wire work in fucking Hidden Dragon. They were running across the rooftops and. They were running across the trees, and everything was a fucking was done on wires. I know that. I'm just saying. I like that part. 
I like more visceral rhyme. Making porn about Disney. Yeah, because it, it doesn't make any fucking sense, dude. You're 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 com- you're comparing you're about, apples to oranges. So I I'm fucking bringing in goddamn bananas and, and what he did with those mufflers. I'm, I'm bringing in shit. fucking bananas. That's what I'm doing. Okay, so let's get to the fucking end. So anyway, so the cops are chasing him. <laughs> Luckily, his suspended cop friend sees him yeah, running. Albrick. Finds the one alley that the other cops won't see him and pulls out. <laughs> yeah, conveniently it. enough. Just as he gets there and tells him to get in. But you missed the, you know, a, a highly impactful scene when he jumps off or falls off, I can't tell, off the side of the the roof and lands on the bum home. He, the bums are all sitting there warming their hands in front of the fire and he lands on the bum, the, like the tent or whatever that the bums were all sleeping in. It's just, it, it, you know, it's a... It's a statement. Hmm. Anyway, about, so you know, about homelessness homeless and you know, <laughs> homeless veterans in society. All right. Especially smear it off. Paul doesn't drink very city. much. No, I'm fine actually. Okay. So the finale is he Draven goes back to the grave. He's about to turn himself So in. he thinks he's done. He's he's, he's like done. the movie's I'm, over for me. I got the four guys I needed yeah. to get. I'm done. He has a nice little emotional scene with uh, the skater girl. Yeah, Sarah, the skater girl. And uh, he gives her the ring, which I don't know if she ever gets it back, but gives her the ring, and she immediately gets she kidnapped by the bad guys. because yeah, they know wherever, where she's at. And that's when she calls Tony out Tony Tad grabs her, because yeah. that's what he does. He grabs he little He grabs girls. school girls. Pull her in the church. Yeah. Pulls her in charts and she screams Eric's name and Eric's, oh shit. Yep. I guess I'm not He's done. He's just about to touch Shelly's grave, which apparently if he touches her headstone, then He's done. he He's turns done. back into a ghost or whatever. A corpse. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> but, the, but then somehow in the process of all this, they've managed to figure out that all of his powers come from the crow and we need to attack the crow instead of him. Right. Because that would have been the first thing I figured. If I were, you know, well, the Asian eating eyeballs, Asian dragon lady, yeah, the stereotypical figured, Asian figured, dragon lady figured that out <laughs> because she was watching the crow and she she has to figure it out. He would always appear when yeah, Draven did, and so so Draven. Yes, and I immediately would jump to the conclusion that if I shoot the crow, then we can now shoot Eric Draven. There you go. So then, um, Draven goes to the church. And as soon as he walks with the crow, Tony Todd is shoots the crow with a with a sniper gun. Shoots the crow, and that's which he looks like he's. Sometimes he looks like he's at a elevated position, yeah, like shooting down. And then other times it looks like he's in the front of the church, and then he looks like he's back up. So it's it's really confusing where the fuck Tony Todd is, unless there's two Tony Todds, and we just didn't know the whole time. He's really fast on the stairs. Tim Todd and Tony Todd. Yeah, maybe that's it. But so, so they don't died. kill the crow. They just it just wounds. They him. wound it, which yeah. makes no sense because I thought you were supposed to kill the crow for him to be susceptible. Yeah, so it does that doesn't make sense to me? No, I I don't know that we need to stretch logic no. here. Um, uh, bu- 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 so then he gets shot, yeah. and that's when he realizes I'm fucked. He realizes he's not healing anymore. So then no more crow power for him. Instead of him just finishing him off right there, you know. He does a little speech. He does a whole speech, which <laughs> gives Albrecht enough time to show up magically <laughs> and uh, shoot Tony Todd, Kills kill Kenny him. Man, yep. Um, and then. The uh, Asian woman steals the crow. Right. The wounded crow. Yes. And, and she goes up the bell tower. 
And then she's followed by Top Dollar. Top Dollar, who and they start going up. Sarah up the and bell they tower. make out on the fucking bell tower. <laughs> the brother and sister make out they on make the bell it, tower. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, you know, he continues up, but for some reason, she just kind of stays there. Hang hugging the crow. And the crow rips. Starts shooting down. Shoots Albrick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Shelly, you know, Shelly's tied up up top, right? Sarah. She's tied. Sarah. Sarah. I'm Sarah. sorry. Sarah. She's tied up. Um. So and Draven confronts the Asian Draven woman. Draven confronts the Asian woman. At that time, the crow attacks her and yeah. eats her eyes out. Yeah, and she like and she falls over the side. Rolls the bell dies. tower and dies. So then he continues up the tower. Right. You know. And this is the big fight. And then he has the big fight with Top Dollar, who has Shelly in front of him, of yeah. course. Sarah. Sarah. God he, damn it. He, I keep he, saying he Shelly. Tells him, I'm sorry. He tells him, let her go, and I'll let you kill me. I, don't, I won't fight yeah, back. Yeah, I'm not going to fight back, but he immediately starts fighting back, which yeah. makes no well, sense. Because he, he doesn't give Shelly. No, Sarah he pushes go. her to the he side. He pushes her down, so now she's about to fall off the... Building. Yeah, so Top Dollar gets the best of the crow, and that's when, for some reason, Top Dollar's like, it was all me. You know, my daddy used to say, every man's got a devil, and you can't rest till you find him. What happened back there with you and your girlfriend? I cleared that building. Hell, nothing in this town happens without my say-so. So I'm sorry if I spoiled your wedding plans there, friend. But if it's any consolation to you, you have put a smile on my face. You got a lot of spirits, son. I am going to miss you. I have something to give you. I don't want it anymore. Thirty hours of pain! Yeah, it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna sword fight you. So <laughs> then the crow decides that he's gonna take a lightning rod, which is the most over exaggerated lightning rod I think I've ever seen. Uh, when he goes to pull it off, at that minute, it gets hit by lightning, mm-hmm. and then they have this over the top type of sword fight between the lightning rod and the sword. Yeah. Eventually, he kind of gets it away from him because, yeah, it's a 70-pound fucking lightning rod that you're having a sword fight with. Uh, It continues to move on a little bit, and then they both kind of fall down. Top Dollar gets the best of the crow. Right. And and Top Dollar reveals to the crow it was all him. There's a reason why Shelly was dead because it was his. Those guys all worked for me. I planned it to get rid of her. Right. It was supposed to be a snatch and grab and turned into a clusterfuck. So then that's when it allows Draven to take his 30 hours of pain and shove it in the top dollar's head. Right. And uh, so top dollar falls off the side and conveniently lands. Impales himself on the spikes. On the spikes of a uh, gargoyle on the side of the building. And for some unknown reason, blood starts coming out of the mouth of the gargoyle, which (laughs) is just kind of weird. Um, I guess for effect. Yep. Um, at this point, uh, 
Eric saves Sarah. And they go back down. They have a little, you know, heart-to-heart heart between Arbrick heart. and him. Yeah. And then He's, Eric takes off and takes a nap on the side of the fucking uh, gra- Shelly's grave, which, by the way, like, he looks broken down and beaten up there. It looks... It's a really cool-looking yeah. scene there. Yeah. It's, a, it's really well... He looks good yeah. in that scene. Uh, Shelly's ghost kind of shows up. Yeah. Uh, and eventually they just kind of disappear, and his grave that had been open and wide open yeah. for two days now is now back to normal. He, he, he buried himself. Um, I don't want to me- leave a mess. And the crow gave the ring, the back, ring back to Sarah. To yeah. Sarah. And then uh, we roll credits. I mean, that's roll it, credits. right? The worst looking credits I think I've ever seen. Yeah, like I said, they had this really weird elongated font. Almost like this art deco thing where it's yeah. like two inches tall. And it was very weird. And um, and this is the thing. Uh, I There was three sequels that came after this. Um, all of them sucked. Yeah, they were horribly. Yeah. City of Angels, Salvation, Horrible. and I can't remember the other one because who cares? Yeah, I, um, I saw City of Angels. I don't think I saw that what, too. What is interesting is the things that were really kind of cool in the original Crow are so fucking cheesy in the right. other movies. So, like, for example, him doing... Doing the using the blood and making the crow symbol and doing the same thing and then he does the fire. Even the fire one is really cool. Yeah. You have City of Angels, the fucking crow kills somebody, and then the next thing you know, there's a floating reef <laughs> of crow-shaped flowers going down the river. I'm like, what the He's fuck? Got a lot is of time that, on dude? his hands to be doing that shit. It was just, and each one of the crows in City of Angels was just so fucking yeah. lame. Well, I don't know how the the comic books were, but so the movies they basically had, it's a different person comes back as the crow every right. time. It's not the same guy coming back. Similar so. to Spawn. Spawn was a different person too. I don't know if that's how it was in the comic books, or if it was Eric Draven coming back. I don't again. know that there was se- there had to be sequels. In the comics. But the first story was just Eric Draven. Right. In the comics, at least. Well, I, I think the greatest legacy of The Crow has to be Sting. Sting? From WCW. Oh. Yes, I'm dead serious. Oh, okay, I yes. get what you're saying. Yeah. The, the Sting character, the Crow Sting character... And then later on, there was a Joker Sting uh, yeah. Sting character. Um, but the original, but when he came Sting, out, and then WCW. of course his first real guy that he really kind of went against, other than Hogan, was um, uh, fuck. I was just about to say Scorpio. That's not it. Um, T Bird. No motherfucker. They we, the the Great American Bash that we went to where he fucking threw Vampiro. them all Vampiro, yeah, like it, that was like the perfect heel for the, the crow, crow sting. sting. Um, I'm not I'm them. That is the greatest is. legacy of the crow. Was well, WCW Sting Crow. I mean, obviously, you have the death of a guy who you know had a potentially well, yeah, a yeah. huge career afterwards. But the fact that, like, the crow went from, uh, or the sting, stinger, sting, whatever the fuck you want to call him, went from this, like, clown 
Mm-hmm. You know, he had more or less like clown makeup. He was yeah. the ultimate warrior. You well, know, they were both ultimate warrior instinct were a tag team. They were a tag team. Dingo warriors. Dingo warriors. Right. I know. But, you know, he was kind of like the ultimate warrior where he had this like vibrant colors and shit. And then suddenly out of nowhere, like he disappears. He only shows up in like the scaffolding and right. he's like totally the white face, and white the, face. The black the, coat. Oh, yeah. it's fucking hey, cool it was, when he came out, one dude. Of the best storyline. Holy shit, of it was time. awesome. One of the best storylines wrestling of all time. You know, and he didn't do anything. No, like he was just kind of there and creeping around, and nobody knew Marauding. what the fuck he was going to do. And we kept waiting to find out. And the fact that he was wear- that he was white and black, and NWO was white and black, yes. and you were just like, is he NWO? Or is he WCW? And everybody didn't know until he finally came out and attacked the NWO, which side he was on. And then they had the stupid fake sting. You remember that, right? But that character is one of the most iconic characters in wrestling, in my opinion. And it it was definitely based on The Crow. You can't get away from that. That was just deadpan right off of The Crow movie. Yep. So, but yeah, the, the sequels all sucked. Um, I didn't remember enjoying, I hated City of Angels, and I think I started watching Redemption or Who whatever the that? fuck it was. was, was and I, was that Stuart Townsend or somebody like that? I don't yeah, even was, remember. Uh, Stuart Townsend was in uh, Interview with a Vampire sequel, Queen of the Day. Yeah, the Queen of the, yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't, I, I just didn't, Why do I know couldn't that? do it. Couldn't do it, man. I was just disgusted with it. And the re- the other one, I started watching it, and I didn't even finish it. So the fourth one, I didn't bother. Didn't bother with it at all. But, um, yeah, it's... I wonder what would have happened if Brandon Lee had lived. Would they have tried to do, do sequels with a him. sequel with him? And I don't know how they could have done that because, like you said, the crow was supposed to be a yeah. different person each time. Well, I so don't, that was my question: Was he supposed to, or they had to do that because Brandon Lee didn't? No, die. no, no. He was. He was. I think he was always supposed to be a different person. Um, oh no! I mean, he wouldn't really have any reason to come back unless that. twenty years later somebody like killed fucking Sarah or yeah. some stupid nonsense like that. Sarah Connor. Interesting. I don't know. Something to that effect where he would have come yeah, back come to back. avenge Sarah. He would have done that, yeah. Um, but it's it's just... 25 I, years old. 28. He was shot when he was 28. No. no it was the movie's the, 25. The oh, movie's the movie's 25, 25 years old. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, sorry. I didn't understand what you meant. Um, yeah, it's kind of interesting. So, um, great movie. I can tell not you whole the lot Blu-ray did not do anything for it. Not like the Jaws. No. No, the Blu-ray, they definitely didn't re-doctor the movie for the Blu-ray. They may have done it for the DVD, but you could still see glaring problems in the Blu-ray version. So whatever's whatever. Still love the movie. Yeah. It embodies the early, mid-90s. Yeah, it to a T. It does. To a T. And I don't know anything else that does, that does as well as The Crow. Yeah. Other, thing about Other than maybe, you know, Nirvana's Nevermind. I mean, yeah. Smells Like Teen Spirit. The Nevermind album was kind of what kind of kicked off most of it. Yeah, Smashing Pumpkins, Cherub Rock. Right. I mean, they all came out, but 
you have to admit that Nirvana's, no, Nirvana never, never mind, mind was, was what kicked the, everything. Yes, it was the catalyst. Absolutely. So, you know, regardless of what came before that, which plenty of good shit came before that, that well, was the we're catalyst. We're not crucify you. We're not, you know. Now, the, the one thing with this, like, queens. they had, like, sort of the 90s grunge and rock style, or not grunge because they didn't have flannel shirts, but right. a lot of the leather jackets and sort of 90s look on it. And thankfully, it wasn't the the Independence Day '90s look. Which, Ugh. when I was watching Independence Day, I forgot to mention last time. One thing I noticed is how freaking baggy we all used to wear our clothes we, back then. Oh. The guys in the you suits. You mean the '90s, the yeah. late '90s, oh. with the uh, the guys in the Bill Pullman's wearing a suit that's like five times too large yes. for him. And Big I, fucking yes. shoulder pads yeah. and yes. the pants were very loose. Yeah. Uh, and then more, but see, uh, you know, that got replaced with skinny jeans. Right. And skinny just jeans back fucking and forth. sucks, dude. The reason why is because um, we khakis. have bigger cocks than the millennials do. But, I mean, now at the same time, if you That's go back to the 80s, you know, like 86, 87, you had Cavarici. I mean, they were big pants. Yeah. Um, you know, that style right. kind of came out of that generation, I think. And it stuck around, MC but it got... MC Hammer was the... Yeah, MC Hammer had huge fucking pants, and that was late 80s. <laughs> but I think you're right. I think it kind of converted from that overstock, those oversized, like, goofy-type pants and started moving into, like, khakis, where it was like, okay, now you can go really, to work really and you jeans, can still yeah, look really. good in, like, these baggy pants. Right. And, you know, oh, with boy. the 50 million fucking, you know... Right. Pockets on it, and that also coincides with early that you know you had the beepers in the nineties, and the earlier uh, cell phones, the, the earlier cell yes. phones that were much the, bigger. The, right, right. I'm not talking about the eighty cell phones where no. it was a fucking but like the Motorola you know, Star brick, Tac and like but the, the earlier ones which were bigger that with the big flip outs, yes. you needed bigger pockets to put them yes. in. So. The what you know what I can't understand I, just for the life of me I don't Chinese? understand women mostly putting their well, phones in their back pocket. I I always think you're going to crush the Why, fucking. How are you thing. not going to sit on that thing? I always I keep thinking yeah. you're going to crush the goddamn thing. I don't understand how they do it, and I see it all the time. It's just weird to me. Yeah, I would I, never I, do I it. That, I thought the same thing. Okay, at least I'm not alone. Me and sugar tits against you, baby. I don't, I don't know. So the next move we're going to do is Avatar. Unfortunately. Yes. Well, but at least we get to trust talk me. about Sigourney Weaver. We get to... No, we're, right. But this, she this won't be hot in this movie will open up a plethora of discussion. I don't think so. We'll, oh, yes, it will. I think I'll just sit here blankly. Oh, no. Oh, I, trust me. You know it's I coming. I can't... I haven't There's made... There's to be some discussions going on. go through. I just... I Did never you guys do Titanic? Yes. yes. All right. So this is your second James Cameron. Yes. Movie. Third. Uh, we didn't do Terminator, so yeah. this is definitely our second. We will be doing Terminator. Yes, we will do. But we did Predator. Predator was uh, not him. No. Um, I no, think that's it. I think James this Cameron is this is the second one. Yeah, Avatar. Is this the will be an one. interesting movie to cover. <laughs> if you say so, dude. That would be great. Because I know movie, that the movie sucks my cock. Okay, that's what I said, and dude. So there's the underlying message with it. 
the let them in message. We got to bring Scotty back for that. Scotty, let me tell you something about this guy. This is a let them in. They're not. They're not letting the. Natives no, it's the it's it's the cultural. It's, it's the, the developer. It's the anti-developer. Right. It's it's basically attacking. Um, Environmental friendly progress. Native American kind of. It, I Meanwhile, th- I looked at it more like England taking over the Ivory Coast and all that type shit. I, it, the colonizations. It was anti-colonist. Yeah. Why don't they ever talk about Native Americans just like completely destroying the soil or like lopping other people's heads off or killing each that? other constantly or any of that, that nonsense? And like, why don't they talk about? It like, doesn't like, fall into the. Whenever they talk about uh, like the Crusades, why don't you talk about like well? Yeah, I, I, why don't they ever talk about that shit? I don't. Yeah. I don't understand that. You know, I'm all for having open discussion. You mean salting the the fields? Yeah, like not only that, but like shit, like you know, Muslims came in and like, just, well, okay. Yeah, attacked, invaded the whole yeah Spain and half of yeah. southern Europe. Yeah, why don't they ever talk about that shit? Well, I just don't. I like this whole Native American love fest. It's like, okay, you don't realize they were vicious ass people. Like they were vicious. No, I don't think that. Motherfucker. <laughs> Motherfucker, come on, no, dude. No, Seriously. No. I mean, Seriously. sure, there was some of that, but the scout. What did, did we, did we? Where do we learn scalping from? I mean, did we go to ziggurats and see people getting their heads lopped off. Oh, they're good. Hey. Imagine being a conquistador. Okay, imagine being a conquistador yeah. and looking up and seeing this ritual. Where the conquistadors were particularly gentle with anybody. I'm not saying they weren't. Nobody was back then. No, the thing that's the thing like, when we talk about slavery, everybody was involved in slavery. Yeah. Everybody yeah. was involved with slavery. And they want to talk about the 330 like Africans that we imported here into America. What about the 1.5? Like the small percentage. Yeah. Can, no, what about the 1.5 million whites? Yeah. Yeah. Europeans that were enslaved by the Barbary slave. Never. Like, there's no honest discussion. But no, Avatar will rip some. I want to rip some shit up. I want to rip some shit up. I know. I I read a lot of shit. I'm telling you, Scott. It's a good movie. Let me ask you something else. Why is it that, you know, when when the colonists were being oppressed, they stood up, fought back, and gained freedom, but everybody else from all these other fucking countries can't do the same right. thing? Why are we have to be the caretakers? We're the ones that did it, yeah. You know, why do we have to eat shit? Like, you know, you want open borders. Like, you know, and, like you, you see all these, like the one picture of uh, Pence down there, all these males, like, Motherfucker, why don't you just get freedom in your country? You know, why can't you do that? Yeah. But no, come on in. We'll take care of you. Anyway, Scott, Paul, uh, God damn, a three-hour episode. Thanks again, guys. Three-hour episode. Always a pleasure. It's the fucking crow. How do you go three hours on it's, the crow? It's probably the shortest movie you guys have covered, <laughs> and it's going to be one of your longest episodes. It's fantastic. Not to mention, we only talked about the movie for about 45 minutes. That's right. But we did learn about pissing in a... I mean, Titanic's a four-hour movie or something like that, and you covered that in probably a two-hour... That, two that, was, that was actually uh, two and a half hours. Right? Yeah, we went a little long on that. Yeah. All right, follow us on, so just on social media. We're there. Yeah.